Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Hey, Becky. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, John and Julie, and to all of you out there. (laughs) It's been such a fun week around here. I know. For anyone that joined our amazing challenge class with Positive Equation and Fundraise Up, we just had the best time presenting on that topic. And if you missed it, don't worry about it because we're about to unpack half of it right here. You bet. And there's still a few more weeks uh, to get involved. But the whole genesis for that class, and so if you're new to the podcast or this is your first time tuning in, we know that our websites are so important. They've always been important, but they're even more important today than ever, especially since COVID has kept us in front of our screens instead of in front of each other face-to-face so much. But we really look at it as a front door to our webs, to our organizations. And so we developed this challenge with Dana at Positive Equation because it was this opportunity to say all of us need to be able to transact more on our website. We need to engage more. We want to be more inviting. We want to tell our stories better. And so it just gets down to the brass tacks of that. Like, what do you need to do today to make a meaningful difference to raise more money online? And so that's what this is. It's real practical application. So we want to unpack some of those things with you today. And it's such an evergreen topic. I mean, this this topic of optimizing websites will never be old. And yeah. I think digital is just becoming a very noisy and crowded space right now. And there's, you know, all this pressure to be on certain platforms and to be active in all of them. And, but if we get back into the heart of digital, (laughs) you know, we said this last week, this is our hub. This is the heartbeat of who we are and making sure that we're making time to keep our websites fresh, to keep them relevant, to make sure that they're so simple and mission oriented is is going to be the thing that fuels the social parts of it. And so I'm really glad that we're just taking a sort of ABC one, two, three, you know, step back into this conversation because I think just making little adjustments are going to go a really long way. Yeah. So last week we unpacked our first five tips and today we're picking up on six through 10. So put them together and you've got the full set. <laughs> but <laughs> Thank I you mean, for that simple math. Appreciate it. <laughs> we try to cover it all really on this podcast. Yes, so yes I hope. that's true. <laughs> but just really to begin with today. So we're going to start with step six, but I love Becky, what you just said is that if your website's not fresh, that's the first impression people have. And I know we've worked in nonprofit for 15, 20 years. So we get it. There's so many things on your to-do list and it's hard to really step outside of yourself for a moment to realize that everybody's not aware of all the cool things happening. But if you don't put time on your calendar, literally time on your calendar to update and to refresh with new stories and new photos and just keep it relevant. Is there somebody that doesn't even work there anymore on your website? Come on. Like this is time to like fix those things. So let's dive right in. I've said to that the first I, really yeah, the first one, which is actually number six as we're in the there part two. So number six. Okay. So we want to geek out on all things visual. So we've already talked a lot about, you know, clearing the clutter, but you really only get one first impression opportunity, right? And this is what the same is true with just about anything. We've made the comparison to real estate, which I know is a big stretch, but if you're trying to sell your house, 
you have to get your house ready to sell. And we've been using that kind of analogy as we think through this. And the visual aspect of selling your house is almost more important than what's inside the walls. We all know this, right? You either walk in and you fall in love with the place or you're like, I would never live there. And that's what people are doing with your website when you come. So what you want to do is really be thoughtful about the visuals that you're using and just some hacks for you. Always choose people over buildings. Always choose human connection. Always choose people over graphics. And this is hard for me as a graphic designer. I love building graphics, but at the end of the day, people are going to connect with humans. And most of the time, that's going to be a really compelling photo. Um, You want to invest in photography. And I think this is really key because you hear us talk about this often, but we can't stand stock photos. And in general, I think that's the play. There's many organizations and you can email us and tell me that you really can't use real people because your mission's very confidential or the people you serve. And that's, we're giving you a pass on that one. Yeah. But for most of you all out there, Invest in really amazing photography because this is how you can connect. You know the difference in seeing something that you can't even tell what's going on, you don't know where the focal point is, to a photo that's well lit, that captures the emotion, the feeling of a moment. That's the kind of photography and visuals or videos that you want to use on your site. So always choose real people over a stock photo when you have that option. But I'm going to take it up one step higher. If you can use people, real people, in the context of of real impact, you're really getting somewhere. Next level. That's a next level tip. Yeah. So we talked a lot about that. We wanted our visitors to be able to envision themselves investing in your mission. So can they picture playing a role in that, in that? So same is true here with the visual. When they see that, can they see how their gift could connect to making this impact that's happening right in front of them? So if we're just talking technical, you want something that's high res, you want something sharp, engaging, colorful, eye connectivity, naturally lit, professional folks, you need to invest in your imagery on your website. Yes. <laughs> Start and here. I, and I love that it goes back to the heart of what we're always trying, the narrative we're trying to drive for our missions, which is authenticity, it's vulnerability, it's relatability. You want someone to come into your website and say, oh, that person, I know that person, or that's somebody in my community versus that is obviously a stock photo that somebody grabbed. I think you just give a different experience when you see somebody wearing a shirt with the logo of the organization on it or is who has a quote overlaid on the photo that says, I was impacted by this mission, read my story, or here's my story. It just takes the visual to the next level. So commit to being authentic, commit to being genuine. And I really think that will translate well on your websites. And photography doesn't have to be that expensive. We've been able to do it very affordably. And I think you're going to find people that want to be involved in your mission in lots of different ways. And so find the photographers, find the budding photographers that want to plug in in a way and activate them in a direction how they can serve your organization. So do this, friends. Do it. Simple, easy hack there. Okay, Okay, so number seven is optimizing your giving pages. And what that means is we want to just simply make the transaction easy for the end user. I mean, how many of us have gone to a website and you're trying to make a gift and it's the most janky, hard process. It's <laughs> And you're trying to put in your information and there's maybe 10 pages of giving form and it's like, 
this should be the most simplest part of your entire website, the most simplest, that didn't even grammatically make sense. The (laughs) most simple way that you can optimize your giving pages is to make the form and giving so easy. We want that ease of use to be so natural and because we don't want them to think about it. We want that to just be such a transactional part because they've already been invested emotionally by reading the stories, looking at the photos, understanding your mission. This needs to be clear and free of distractions and have the least amount of friction. I think one of the ways to do that is to offer some flexible options of how somebody could pay quickly. And, you know, it's not, it's not so much anymore that people are going and pulling out their credit card and putting it all in, which yes, that is a component of it, but you know, Apple pay, will you offer Apple pay or PayPal? Or, I mean, we love give butter, you know, because they're actually integrating their platform with Venmo. And it's like when you're using these sort of intuitive ways for people to transact it makes them think that the experience is so simple and so direct. And I just think that gives such a great user experience. And then you can just put all of that extra energy (laughs) into showing the impact of that gift. And I think one really quick hack is to just make sure that on every single one of your giving pages, you're asking your end user if they would like to cover the processing fee. You know, that's usually anywhere from three to 5% of the gift. And in organizations where I've seen the statistics, I mean, it's usually anywhere from, yeah, 75 to 85% of people want to absorb that because they want a hundred percent of their gift to actually go to the cause. This is a simple way to um, save save you money and to allow your um, users and your donors to have a bigger impact than they had originally thought. So I just think that there are really easy ways to walk through the optimization of your giving pages. And um, I think customer service and social community connections, uh, the, the possibilities are endless. And also with your giving pages is that are you putting a number and putting an impact in somebody's mind. I mean, look for the ways that you can translate the story that you're telling on the homepage to the pace where they're actually checking out. I mean, what does a $50 gift do? What does a monthly gift do? And integrating that into your online giving page so people can connect the dots. It should be zero friction to make this happen. So if you're pushing for monthly giving, optimize your giving page for monthly giving and so on and so forth. And and I'll even tie it back to the the first hack that John just talked about is pull in your visuals. We don't want to have a stark white giving page. I've seen this all the time, you know, where somebody has just created a basic form, pull in those human elements. So when they're putting in their information, they can see the face of the person that they're going to help. And again, that relatability is going to make it so much more personal and, and endear you to that individual. Are you surprised that we want you to humanize? We talk about this a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How about number eight? Number eight is a little bit plays into the mindset that we try to approach everything in, which is gathering feedback. Are you constantly evolving? Are you constantly rethinking how you're doing things? Is it the best way to do it? That doesn't mean rethink and never take action. It means, are you constantly optimizing everything that you're doing? This is really easy to do online. We've already encouraged you to go look at your stats. And so you should be monitoring that and, and understand where, why people are coming, where they're coming from, how often they're visiting and how long they're staying for, all those things. But you also want to just ask for that feedback. I mean, you have, you're surrounded, I hope, by a really great movement of people that really believe in your mission. 
they want to connect with you in other ways that are not just giving. So getting of their attention and their time and investing in the survey is going to be a really powerful tool with that. I actually saw, you know, we talk about the good community and that's our online network that's completely free. It's easy to subscribe and you'll just get to be in this place where you can interact with like-minded people in our industry and kind of outside of our industry too. But I saw a great conversation just about how do you survey people? What are the tools that you use? And so many great, you know, comments were on that post because there's a lot of ways now to do that. I mean, you can do it as simple and free as a Google form, or you can get really evolved and do something really complex with SurveyMonkey. But the whole idea is posturing your organization to get feedback and then actually act on it. And if you can accomplish that, your website's going to get better. If you're asking, if you're including that in the way that you're getting feedback, you can act on that and make it better. I'm so glad you brought up the community because I actually saw that post. And for anyone who's who hasn't heard that we've launched this community app, it's free. Please go to weareforgoodcommunity.com um, and come into this space because we created and curated it for you. But the thing that I loved about it is I learned so much mm-hmm. in that discussion because I thought it was a very important question about, you know, we don't want to just track and survey what's right and what's going well, but we want to be able to track things like donor birthdays. How do we leverage feedback and survey tools for something like that? And so I think there's the basic things that you need that you need to be asking for. I think birthdays is a great example, but we can never assume that we know what our donors are thinking or what they're needing. And having that ability to pivot and deliver what people want and what they want more of is just going to take your relationship to the next level. So great one. I love that. Okay, so number nine is creating a freebie or a welcome series. And I know you're probably thinking, I don't know what I have to offer to our (laughs) audience. We have our services or maybe we have this product, but it's really we're challenging you to think about how do you create some value add that will keep your donors and your and your fans of your mission engaged. And so Dana Snyder with Positive Equations, she's going to dive into this in week three, and she's going to teach you some really cool ways that you could um, optimize a welcome series or a freebie or whatever this is that we're going to be adding to this um, portion of our websites because we want to know what are we doing with all of these leads? Once they're there, how are we going to keep them there? Because if your one goal when you get someone to your website if, it, if it's nothing more, um, then it should be capturing their email address. And that has got to be the pinnacle of what you're trying to do. Yes, we want them to online give, but a lot of people won't give the first time they're on your site. They want to get to know you first. So let's figure out a way to connect. And I think that if you think about where and how to great integrate this into your site for donors who do or don't give, I mean, it's just going to enrich your relationship with them. So we're talking about, is it a carousel? Is it, you know, a drip series where you're reaching out to them over time? Is it, is there something that you could give them access to an expert access to some tips of why your mission is doing some certain things that help improve life um, for people around you. I think you need to take a step back, think about what that freebie is. We're always thinking about what can we give somebody for free because it just seems overwhelming to know where to start 
and Dana's going to break that down for you. So come over and join the challenge. And then everybody has something to offer. You know, your yep. organization serves in a space and your donors are interested in that space. So just start brainstorming of what that freebie could be because that's the easiest way to get an email address. Also had a great conversation on episode 20. We'll plug Jess Campbell again Ooh, about, Jess. about building a freebie for your website. So definitely do that. Okay. Are you ready for number 10? Final one. No pressure. <laughs> no what you're good at and know what you're not good at. Okay. <laughs> a pro tip is hire a guide if you really need a guide. Yeah. Because our online presence, our websites, our digital front doors of our companies are so critically important that if you are not anywhere near this space, you need to bring on somebody. Ideally, there'd be somebody on your team that can live and breathe this and it become part of your strategy. But just start with a freelancer. Start with a digital strategist that can help you sharpen elevate your website and optimize it for online giving. Um, the importance of this is that you want somebody that like lives and breathes this, right? And so that they can speak into what are the trends, what does the data mean, and how can we move people through that space? If you have somebody on your team, then, you know, we always talk about this, but we need to be developing ourselves. We always need to be learning and growing. So invest in professional development. So if you have somebody on your team that's at least hungry and wants to learn, that's all you need because there is so many wonderful resources that can help you understand what are the industry trends, what are the trends outside of our industry to optimize our websites. But putting it all together, having somebody that understands how social media interacts with our website, interacts with our email list, you want to be able to sync all those together. It's so critical. And so if you need help, just raise your hand and get some help. Don't be too bold. Don't be too um, proud to ask for help where you need it. And this is something that is so much the long game for yeah. me. Because when I think about where digital is going to go, I mean, it's, it's explosive right now. And it's yeah. only going to get more explosive. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by this, it's okay. I will tell you, we have a digital company and it overwhelms me. And I, I just want to be frank about that because there are so many distractions and so many options. I do think the guide, even just hiring for short term to get a plan together, somebody yeah. that could analyze where you are and talk to you about where you want to go and helping you reach there, because that's going to give you some confidence to say, I don't need to be on every platform maybe this one and this one over here are the only ones that I need to be on. And then you just get a little bit more confidence and then you can figure out, oh, I think we should do mobile giving at our gala this year. And I just think that sort of emboldened feeling is going to help elevate your game. And I love your point, John, that it can't just be one person. It's got to be an all hands on deck approach. And I think a guide can help make it a little bit more palatable and a little bit less scary for you. So if you have the funds, we definitely recommend that. So if you want to join this cohort, we've got this live challenge that's happening right now. We've, we're one week in. It's not too late to join. Go to the link in our show notes and you can jump in. We're going to be talking about welcome series and optimize your online giving and all that in the coming weeks. So it's really just a great place to get started if you're just curious and want to learn. And I can assure you that you have room for it in your budget because it's free. <laughs> Did I not say that? Yes, it's I mean, free. totally free. So <laughs> if you are just looking for nothing more than how can I increase online donations, come over. If that's your only impetus, that's okay. Come on over. We're going to help you clean up your website and get your social aligned with those online donations too. Okay. But if you hear nothing else from us today, friends, just start. Okay. Yeah. If you haven't looked at your website lately, go look at your website through somebody else's eyes 
and start optimizing it today because it's a journey. It's mm-hmm. going to be there today. It's going to be there tomorrow. So it's worth the investment of our time. Put it on your calendar and make some magic. We're rooting for you. Thanks for listening to today's conversation about revamping your websites. You probably hear it in our voices, but we love connecting you with the most innovative people to help you achieve more for your mission than ever before. We'd love for you to come join our good community. It's free and you can think of it as the after party to each podcast episode. It's our own social network and you can sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. One more thing. If you loved what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating and review? It means the world to us and your support helps more people find our community. Thanks, friends. I'm our producer, Julie Comfort, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Thanks for being here, everyone. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.